Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. This is an encore. Okay, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, that would be Barbecue Nation, and I'm... Uh, JT or Jeff and my co-host and co-pilot and co-conspirator is Hall of Famer Leanne Whippen. Dave and Chris, they're doing something. Little Joe's still in school and we're coming to you from the Turn It Sideways Don't Burn It studios in Portland. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. We're going to give you a little update about them in the next segment. And uh, everybody, welcome to the show. This is a very special show. Uh, every week we think it's a special show, but this is the Leanne and Jeff no holds barred show. Okay, uh-huh. sorry, I got to get your rid of my bright, gum. Your your bright idea. Let's see how this goes. I I prepared nothing for this, just so you know. All I have but, is the run sheets. Yeah. I didn't I didn't list any questions. I'm just gonna okay. wing it. Okay, but we're gonna be able to ask each other anything we want. Not just about cooking, but anything we want. Now, you do have the right to claim the Fifth Amendment. Good to know. I didn't even think of questions to ask you. So don't anyway, they'll we'll, come we'll, to you. Okay. How do you how do you cook a beautiful hamburger like that that's huge sideways? Um, it's very difficult. You have to be very skilled and the juice always runs out of it for some reason. Do you have, do you have a buck? Do you have a bucket <laughs> down there? Well, I was playing around with backgrounds, and this was the first one that popped up. I think I took it on National Hamburger Day, and uh, yeah, it's a little weird. I feel like a cartoon character in front of hamburgers, but we're we're gonna see like Roadrunner go across behind you. Run your up the... your ribs look fantastic on yours. So anyway, I got to do some work on that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, all right, let's get started. Leanne Whippen. Uh, what's the biggest thing that you've learned in the last 30 plus years doing barbecue? We're going to start with food stuff. Uh, okay, so less is more. And what I mean by that is the first thing that popped into my mind is in competitions, I would do a whole case of ribs. I'd do a whole case of butts. I would have so much meat flying around and things to test that I just would lose my focus. So, you know, cutting it back to, say, three racks of ribs and two pork butts, it, it took me a long time to get that mindset. So you really focus on it and you have less of a mess to clean up. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And the, other thing I've learned is to let things go. I don't think that you, meaning me, is the only one that knows how to run a restaurant, only one that knows how to do this, that, and the other. You surround yourself with good people, and other people can take some of the load off of your shoulders if you just allow them to and believe in them. And so 
I've learned that as well. Are you a micromanager, a hoverer? I used to be. Yeah. Sometimes, but um, I, I try not to be anymore. For example, all right, I just yeah. opened the food truck, right? Right, right. And everyone's like, oh, you're going to be living there, living there. I, I have not been living there. You know, I had some, you know, issues with my mom and had to take her to the doctor and stuff. So I had to let it go and not let it get to me and get stressed out and just trust in my employee that he's going to be able to take this with the training and everything that I gave him, that he's going to be okay. And I just had a meeting this morning because I just got back into town and everything was fine. Well, so, good. yeah. Well, okay. good. Yeah, that's... Uh... I grew up in a household that was micromanaged. My mom was a five foot six. Uh, she could have solved all the Middle East problems in about two days. She was that tough. You know? mm. Lovely lady, but she was tough. And uh, I still, to this day, have little flashbacks of stuff <laughs> <laughs> or flashes. Yeah. flashes. Like, you know, sometimes I look up and I, I think I see her walking across the kitchen or something like that. But yeah, micromanaging does not, does not really do it. So that's the biggest thing you learned. What is the oddest, the weirdest thing you've learned? The weirdest. Yeah. Huh. You mean just doing barbecue? Just in anything in life. Bar oh, you know, we're kind of a barbecue show here, but anything I in life. I find it very odd that with all the work that, you know, when I was heavy into the restaurants and I really kind of, you know, family was watching the children and I was very worried, you know, about them and their upbringing because it really wasn't me being mom all the time. And I find it very odd that they turned out great. <laughs> <laughs> I almost think they were better off without me. Sometimes <laughs> I do say that. Yeah. So that's well, rather odd. <laughs> you know, I have, I have kind of the same thing. Um, spending 37 years banging around the world in airplanes and stuff. And then uh, our daughter turned out fantastic because when I came, would, would be home, I got to spoil her, you know, and do fun dad and daughter things. And when the tough times came, I was usually in Uganda or someplace well, like yeah, that. Yeah, your timing worked out perfectly. Yeah. So, so I have I, a question. I have a question for you. Oh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Go no, right no, ahead. go right ahead. Uh, so, you know, you have a golf background, barbecue, horses, and there's probably some secret things or things that I don't know about you. What was your favorite or is your favorite out of all of those as far as to do, to talk about, to experience, or is it kind of all different? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, they're so varied, mm -hmm. you know, the, the barbecue and the golf, they're actually pretty close because golfers got to eat. And a lot of times you go to a golf course or whatever, and they have some sort of barbecue on the menu. The horse world was totally different. When you were doing the stuff that I was doing, you had to be all in. There was no part-time thing. You had to be all in. 
but you know, I was still producing radio shows at that time. I had a, a very large radio network for my shows. So, uh, everything I've told you is true. I know it sounds kind of unbelievable, but I think I've had a very unique and blessed life. Um, that, but I think the most interesting thing to me was out of all the things I've done is meeting the people that I've met in my life. Mm-hmm. I've met people at all levels, all economic levels, all societal norm levels of, you know, race, color, creed, religions, what have you uh, around the world. And I think that's probably the actually the best thing. And I think that's the thing that probably affected me in a good way the most. Also can make you a little jaundiced at times, you know. Jaundice, why? Um you know this as well as anybody when you're in the spotlight people always want to take pot shots at you um in my case if i was an official and their horse didn't win Mm -hmm. uh they were not happy and you cannot make everybody happy that was a job that if you thought you were going to make everybody happy you were delusional because Mm -hmm. we used to say that like when you were judging one of the world championship shows, there was 2,500 horses there and there was 10 divisions. So in those 10 different divisions, and I'm just making these numbers up because they've, they've changed. You, if 10 divisions, you had one world champion in each division. So you had 10 really happy people. And then you had a reserve world champion, uh, not unlike barbecue. And so you had 10 really pretty happy people. And then you had uh, a top 10. So you had another, uh, you know, 100 fairly happy people. So if you add those up, uh, you know, you had 120 or 150 people that were very happy. And the rest of the 2,500 people were just pissed, (laughs) you know, Uh like that. And so that was a real learning experience going down the road. It really was. I know that um, we ask questions in after hours, and I've never asked you this question, but because I don't know what you like to do if, you know, on your day off or you have a free day, what would you do? And I'm talking, it doesn't matter how much it costs. If it's a day thing, even if you're going to Tokyo for the day, like yeah. pick a, what would you do if anything? Go to London. Hmm. I'd like London. Go to London. Hang out. Uh, the food has gotten much better over the years over there from when mm-hmm. I first went there. And, you know, you had boiled gizzards or something. But uh, yeah, I think if I just had a day I could do anything like that, I would go to London and just hang out. Mm. Um, you know, go see Big, Big Ben and and the Tower and the Crown Jewels and play a tourist and just kind of disappear like that. Go see MI6, the building, and pretend I'm James Bond or something. You know, I've never been to London, but. Um... Yeah, I would I would like to see that as well. Yeah, I think that that would be maybe we'll go. Um, <clears throat> I think that would be kind of kind of a fun day. I, I always like to go, you know, if I can get out and play some golf or something. But um, 
even when I get to go out and play golf, when I come back, I've always got to do stuff here in the office. So mm-hmm. uh, a complete day with nothing that is required of me for a 24 hour period. Yeah. Something like that. Take a trip like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, Enjoy it. Uh, Leanne and I are going to take a break at this no holds barred show. And believe me, it'll get lively uh, mm-hmm. here, here on Barbecue Nation. We'll both be right back after this. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. This is an encore. Welcome back to this special edition of Barbecue Nation. I am JT, or Jeff, and we've got Hall of Fame Leanne Whippen. Uh, with us, uh, Leanne and I are going to be working on a TV show together this fall, and this is not a reality show or a contest show. This is actually a magazine format uh, show that is um, it's centered around golf and golfing lifestyle and food. You're not going to see a lot of tour pros on the show. You're going to see the interesting people that kind of make the world of golf. What I it thought is. we were cooking like golf balls. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're going to do deep fried Titleists. Uh, fried grass. Fried grass, yeah. Fried grass. And uh, you'd be amazed what we can do with the flag pin. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that'll be it. Um, if you want to email us, just go to barbecuenationjt.com. You can get us there. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're not hard to find. Send us a message. We will respond to it. Uh, this show, like I said, is a no holds barred show special I, that I came up with so that our listeners can kind of get to know Leanne and myself better. You hear our voices. Depending on where you are, you see us on TV. You can see Leanne on QVC once in a while. Mm-hmm. By the way, I went back and found a clip that looked good. You did good. Thank you. It was a little nerve wracking, but the set was beautiful. Yeah. At well, like it's the not headquarters they have up there. Not it's not like they don't have the money, right? <laughs> so right. Well, anyway, so we're we're asking questions of each other so y'all can uh, to get to know us better. In uh, in your life outside of barbecue, this is kind of following up with what you asked me last segment. But in your life outside of barbecue, uh, and besides the kids, what's uh-huh. been your greatest adventure? Uh, so it's adventure. So I guess that would be location, location, right? Yeah. So I would say Bali, Indonesia. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My daughter was born in Guam. I don't know if you know that. No. It, it was like having a child in a forest. Uh, the medical attention that I received. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I did a little bit of traveling back then and, uh, I actually was the Island Gourmet writer for uh, in Guam for the Guam Tribune. And I would do restaurant reviews and, you know, I could write while I was taking care of Brit when she was little itty bitty. So it actually worked out. So I still stayed in touch with food without having to run around a lot. What got you to Guam? uh, My ex-husband. And he was a publisher and he was the publisher of the Guam Tribune. Hence how I got the job. 
But anyway, back to Bali. Bali, Indonesia is a very unusual place and um, even experienced a ceremonial funeral, which was very eerie and kind of, you know, they're always burning like incense and and they are very um, like they use certain flowers and they carry the body through on like a stretcher. And it was just very different um, than the the United States and the homes over there that I went to way back, like, you know, not on the, it was way back, you know, in the, in the forest or whatever you want to call it by the rice paddies and all that stuff. The homes were designed in an open format. So it, and it would almost have like a bedroom. It was separate in one corner. And then you'd walk like through the living room and there'd be like no ceiling, you know, everything was like scattered about in the house. And, um, and then a lot of the homes would put out, you know, little pots and, you know, as I said, incense and flowers, it was all about the gods and this and that it was, it was really a unique experience. And, uh, I enjoyed that very much. Are they Hindu or Sikh or what? You know what? I, I don't know. Shame on me. No, no. Um, but they're very religious and, um, and it was very scary too, because, you know, once getting off the little airplane, uh, they drive extremely fast and the roads are not like paved roads and they're very narrow and, you know, they're curvy. And I swore I was going to die. It was just very scary traveling through there the way that they, uh, you know, the cars that they have and people on bikes all over the place. And I yeah. had that. I had a similar experience like that in Brazil. Uh, went, went to Sao Paulo in Brazil. They've got a lot of old Cuban cars. Uh, not very big. And mm-hmm. you know me, I'm six foot tall and a pretty stout fellow. Well, you take two suitcases, three people and put them in one of those little runt cars. And then you drive 90 miles out into the jungle, down mm-hmm. canyons, uphill, same type of thing. Mm-hmm. They, dr- you know, driving on the wrong side of the road, so to speak, and just like a bat out of hell. And that was one time in my life. I was like, well, hell, I don't know if I'm going to make it out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's really amazing. Yeah. Um, but a very unique experience. I, you definitely feel like you're on another planet, you know? Yes. It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you something you don't know about me. Um, when I was traveling, doing all that stuff, I, you know, I've been Europe, Middle East, South America, Australia, all that stuff. All great. My, and my wife, uh, Shelly, of 30-plus years now, um, never questioned where I was going, what I was doing. It was just, you know, we kind of made that clear on our first date, you might say. And that's fine. It was all good. I got a call to go to Israel. And when they would call you to do these jobs, they did not give you a lot of time. You know, a couple weeks, maybe Mm -hmm. something like that. And so I said, sure, I'll go. You know, I was going to fly into Tel Aviv or someplace. And I was telling Shelly about it. She goes, don't go. This was a couple days later after I told them I would take the job. Right. Oh, boy. She said, don't go. I said, what do you mean? Don't go. She goes, don't go. I had a dream. That they kidnapped you. Mm. I said, well, who in the hell would want to kidnap me? Unless they sold me by the pound, they're not going to get much for it, you know, <laughs> like that. 
And she goes, no. So I, I honored her request. I had a guy cover for me and, uh, I didn't go, uh, they did not, um, they did not kidnap Jim, but they did shell the West Bank. The Palestinians did, or whoever did it, Hamas, shelled the West Bank while he was there. So that was pretty interesting. But that's the only time my wife ever asked me not to take a job like that. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back on the tell-all version of Barbecue Nation with uh, Mr. Jeffy and Miss Leanne right after this. Hey, are you ready to fire up your grill and get ready to taste the difference this spring and summer? Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. This is an encore. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Hey, the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, who have been such a good supporter of this show and all my endeavors over the years, they have reissued that 15% discount on their online store. So all you got to do is go to natural-beef.com. You can Google Painted Hills, and and there's a couple other websites. They all direct you to the same one, but, you know, natural-beef.com. And, uh, or hyphen, I should say, and you go there, you make your order and then use the little checkout code at the bottom left-hand side. And you just type in BBQ nation doesn't have to be capitalized or anything, just BBQ nation and you'll get 15% off. So if you hear us talking about painted hills, natural beef, I've got Leanne hooked on it. Um, Mm -hmm. you can get it right to your door. And also speaking of Leanne, some of the best rub in the world. Because it was rated best rub on the planet, which mm-hmm. is pig powder. And um, it also won. I, I don't know if you remember back in the day, they had the Great American Barbecue, which was a very big contest for right. sauces and rubs. And it not only took first place in the rub category, but it took first place overall. Like it beat all the sauces and everything. Yeah. Um, and it won that too. But a lot of people don't know that. So, but it's, uh, it's very versatile, sweet with a little bit of heat. And um, I think yeah. it's great stuff. I mean, it, I, it's, it's, it is really good. And I'm not just saying that it is. I used no, it, it is. I used it in competition <clears throat> for years. And I know people that still do. I know people that were at the World Food Championships that were using it. And that yeah. wasn't just barbecue. That was, you know, every kind of food imaginable. I did. Uh, I'll tell you this, and then we'll get off the pitch for pig powder. By the way, you go to pigpowder.com and order it. Um, Leanne's running out of publicity photos, so she's got to get a new stack of those before she signs them and sends them out if you want one. Um, <laughs> I've used it on chicken. I've used it, of course, on pork. I've used it on seafood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used it on beef. Um uh, inside cooking and outdoor cooking all of it and i just really really like it and we, you know people have sent us a lot of very good rubs and spice blends mm-hmm. and, and they're good they're all good 
But um, no, they aren't. No, they are. No, they are. <laughs> they aren't all good. Well, that that. OK, I was being nice. But yeah, some of them are better than others. Put it that way. How's that? It's a, it's a personal thing. I it's guess. a personal. It's a flavor profile on your palate. Mm-hmm. But uh, Leanne's uh, pig powder, that'll do the trick. So what's one thing that, that uh, about you out of barbecue that you think people should know about you? Hmm. Uh, well, I'm kind of a tomboy. I don't look like a tomboy, but I, you know, I didn't have any brothers and I was always fishing and I used to, you know, collect turtles and I used to paint on the back of the turtles with paint. So I knew which ones, you know, I had you know, captured and let go. And I used to keep salamanders in the milk box with dirt and um, always been a bit of a tomboy. And I guess that's why barbecue getting all filthy, dirty doesn't bother me. But at the same time, I'm obviously girly, you know, but. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, tomboy. I'm extremely klutzy. Oh, my God. My mom used to call me stand up and fall down. I was not uh, not the cheerleader, but. Yet I could snow ski, ice skate and all of that. But I, I'm just not very coordinated <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. So how about you? Uh, one thing that people would know about me that they don't know about me is. Oh, I don't know. Well, you're thinking about it. I'll tell you something else. It's really bizarre about me. Okay. I'm extremely OCD so much that when I empty my dishwasher and I put my silverware away, I have to count the silverware to make sure that I have eight of everything or it'll drive me nuts. (laughs) It's funny you say that, and I'm not avoiding your other question, but it's funny that you say that because I'll give you two examples. When I unload the dishwasher or to load it, and that's only one example, I have a particular way I do it. Okay. Uh-huh. I have, and I'm big on, I'm not one of these guys. I don't believe that BS on TV. Well, you know, you, you can cook 45 pounds of spaghetti in this pan and just throw it in there with your Dawn or whatever. And it'll come clean. That's bull. Um, unless you got a pressure washer, but I, I, I have to rinse every dish and I have, I have to like put them in just so, and in the silverware thing. Now my wife doesn't use, well, she uses the silverware container, but they have little lids on them with little holes in them. And so I put all oh, the forks I here. And them. What, you do you know how much time you've wasted in your life? Sticking those little utensils in those holes. Just, I want the big, I got the big pockets and I just throw them in there. <laughs> but they don't get as clean. Well, I'm still alive. I know. I know. We've pretty we've, good to me. We we've got a pretty good immunity buildup, I'm sure, from everything we've done. But that's what I do. I do that. And then I think what's worse, which drives people in the grocery store crazy if they if they're in line behind me. I I worked in a grocery store as a bag boy. Mm-hmm. And now I don't know what they call them. Check out support or something. But anyway, well, they, definitely they don't, they don't use that word boy. No, no, that's true. <laughs> I'm a bag person. Yeah, uh, bag person. But I have a certain way because I used to have to bag groceries. I put all the canned goods first because they're supposed to go in the bottom of the bag. All right. And then if you have boxed products like macaroni and cheese or something, they've got to go next. And then the, the, uh, 
like the vegetables. Uh, you're OCD too. Everybody has a little OCD in them. Yeah. And then, you know, bread and eggs go on top or preferably in a separate bag. So there you go. That's, uh, and that makes Shelly just stands there and looks at me and goes, you can't stop and just let it do it (laughs) because I do that all the time Mm -hmm. when I'm checking out. So, um, so one thing that people know, uh, about me and I'm not bragging, I'm a pretty good shot. I used to do a lot of hunting oh, and um, a lot of times those big mule deer and stuff were a long ways away and I never left a wounded animal, um, anything like that, but I was a pretty good shot. Hmm. And uh, I did not know that. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. That was one of the highlights of my year because my year was so broken up that in October when hunting season came around here in the first part of November, I would always kind of book that out. And then when that was done, then I had to go back out and do broadcasting or whatever I was doing. But I kept about four or five weeks there where I didn't do anything uh, as far as travel Uh because I'd love to go to the high desert and hunt. And uh, I love that country. When you come up here and I take you over to to Fossil, to Painted Hills, I I think you're going to love that country. Uh But it's. One thing that people don't know about Oregon is um, we're mostly desert here. We, we've got about a hundred mile strip on the west side that goes from the ocean to the top of the Cascade Mountains, 110, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once you get across the Cascades, it's different layers of desert like huh. that. And so it's it's really a beautiful place. Our politics are kind of stupid at times, but the state is gorgeous. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think I don't know if you've ever been in a place like that. And my you know what you were talking about, the TV thing that we're going to do as it relates to golf. Are we actually going to be cooking on the greens like golf courses? Maybe. Maybe. We're going to, the, the, the cooking set is going to be here mm-hmm. at, at our place. Cause I'm building that it's pretty much all built. And then when we, we've got stories to do on this side of the country, we've got stories to do on your side of the country and they'll, you know, interesting people and there'll always be food involved. They may not be cooks, but there's a lot easier to get people to talk when you feed them. And uh, sure. um, I might be opening Pandora's box, but how about if we have our listeners, if they want to see us cook some certain dishes, they can email us or yeah. reach out to us because I always like to hear what the listeners like to see. I bet a bunch uh, of them are going to ask how we cook those, those angular burgers. The burgers that are on an angle. Yeah. yeah. And then we do that. Mm-hmm. And then they, then they, they almost look level when you go down to there. Yeah, I can show them how to make shiny ribs like that. But no, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with um, the premise of the show. The food premise of the show is you you you're you've played around a golf and you've got friends coming over Saturday afternoon for a a, a dinner or a barbecue or something. And we're going to uh, usually when you've played 18 holes of golf, you're tired. But absolutely. And if you've played a good round, you're fired up and your spouse probably doesn't want to hear about your golf adventure anymore for the day so they banish you to the outside to you know cook the main part of the meal but we're going to show them how to do fun stuff and quick stuff 
so that they can sit around, visit with their friends, have a few drinks, whatever, and do that. And then we'll be telling stories of people like Kay Pearson, who lives in North Carolina. Kay is the only woman that ever uh, worked on the grounds crew of all four majors in one year. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, she lives up in Pinehurst. She's a good friend. And uh, we're going to be talking with her. We're going to be talking with Laura Tennant out here, who's three or four time U.S. senior women's amateur champion. Um, they've got a they've got the U.S. women's senior open at Waverly Golf uh, Club in Portland this summer. So we'll be talking to her. We've got some some young ladies that are going out on the LPGA or the Epson tour. We'll be talking to some of them. I, I like to focus a lot on on ladies because they've got very interesting stories and they can uh, talk about stuff other than their golf swing. So mm-hmm. like that. And um, so that's what we're going to be focusing on. And we've got more story ideas. That was just a little thumbnail. And Leanne and I are working on the menu. Anyway, we got to take a break. We're going to be back with a special barbecue nation. Knowing Jeff, knowing Leanne. Uh, that's an old Abba song. Knowing me, knowing you. Anyway, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. This is an encore. Welcome back to the nation. I'm Jeff with Ms. Whippin, Hall of Famer, I might say. Um from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in uh, Portland. We're both sticking around for after hours. But we're trying to share uh, things that uh, our listeners don't know about us. So I'm going to share something with you. And and people listening don't get upset, okay? And, of course, that's when people get upset is when you tell them not you to get upset. You already started. I did. I opened the yep. door. Yep. But there's sometimes when we're doing this show and people say something, and in my mind, I know it's wrong. The process, whatever their process is, is wrong. And I keep my mouth shut because I've had to train myself to say, maybe it works for them with the outcome that they like. Right. Because we are, there is no, even if you're doing classic, French cooking. Everybody puts their own little twist on it. Maybe very, 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 very subtle. And in barbecue, which is much bigger, I don't know. As one thing I've learned over this doing this show over the years, Leanne, is uh you can somebody can say this is the way I do ribs, or this is the way I do ribs, and this is you know, this is what I do with wood chips or whatever. Uh And if it works for them. I need to keep my trap shut because it works for them. Uh And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned in doing this show over the years. I've never heard you say, call somebody out and say, no, no, you have learned at least since I've, which hasn't been very long. We're going on two uh, years here in a few months. Time time flies. Especially Um, when you're having a ball. I think, well, what do you think the biggest thing is you've learned from this show since you started doing it with me 18 months ago or whenever it was? Um, 
kind of step back and do more listening than talking because um, I just think the dialogue is more interesting when it's more concise instead of me just blah, 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 blah. You know, just kind of shorter answers or shorter dialogue. I think it makes for a more interesting show. Um, laugh at things that aren't funny. <laughs> That's called acting, dear. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, I think I've learned how to better handle guests that really don't talk a lot. So it's kind of, I think I've gotten a little bit better at drawing them out a little yep. bit to speak more and feel more comfortable, I guess. In the beginning that I found that very challenging. We've had a few mm -hmm. that we've talked about after the show was over mm -hmm. and like, man, that was tough. I'm paraphrasing folks. Right. That, that was, that was tough to get them mm -hmm. to talk and to get them to, you know, share or even have inflection in their voice, anything that yes. would make, someone not turn it off you know yeah. what i mean um but i i think yeah so i've learned those things mm -hmm. yeah well i knew you were a quick study when i asked you to do the show with me but i just think that that's so important do you think when we've done this show that there's anything we've left out oh uh, it's there's the, always things that are left out and I, and I mean that as far as topical not because this starts as a radio show and then goes to a podcast, there's only so much on the technical side, the production side that we can change, which isn't much because you got a network and they've got time breaks and we have to do things that way. But as far as content. Um, well, I like our content because it's not super structured. I mean, we don't have like a list of questions we're going to ask. I know yeah. a lot of, uh, different podcasts that I've been on. They've even given me the questions ahead of time. Um, we're more off the cuff, but we do our research on the guests before, obviously. Uh, so it's more conversational than it is direct questions, which I like. But I think we cover with each guest as much as we can in the time that's allotted. We pick out the, you know, what we think the listeners want to hear, which is usually what we want to hear. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think we, we do a fairly good job at that. Yeah, I think so. But as far I, as, you know, can we do more? Well, yeah, we can always do more. I, I think we can branch out with our guests and not maybe not do so much barbecue. And, you know, and we've had manufacturers and we've had spice companies and gadget makers, but even uh, still branching out, you know, to all everything. That's yeah, up. that's why I like doing like Graham, Graham Kerr, the galloping gourmet, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to talk to people like that because it's, it doesn't fit the title of the show, but there's so much knowledge and information and mm -hmm. good stories there that I think it's worthwhile to share. So people, if you've got a quasi famous or actual famous chef that, you know, that you would think it might make a good show, send us a note and, um, We'll see. It would help if you had their contact information, too, because. Yeah, and you were their best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could even sit off to the side of the, the microphone and the camera during the show. We don't care, mm -hmm. you know, and that would be fun like that. Um, what do you think? We're going to get into more personal stuff in after hours. That's the hook. Uh oh. Uh -oh. 
What do you think has been the toughest part of your life, though, so far? Losing my dad. That was, of course. Um, Also, in 2008, when I took on my really big restaurant and signed the lease, that's when the market dropped and trying to uh, abide by the, the rent that was required and to keep my head above water was very very difficult right um and so that's off the top of my head how about you there's a couple of situations in my past that uh had i known more i a couple of times in my life i've been thrown into situations that people expected me to know what to do and i had no clue mm-hmm. but they thought that I could handle it. Well, I I could handle the pressure, but the business decisions and stuff, when, you know, it's like if I walked you into IBM and said, now you're the senior vice president of development today, Leanne, and you've got to make these five choices and you go, huh? And I'm not not picking on you. It's just anybody would do that. So I think a couple of those things, um, way 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 back uh trying to help my family run their retail business and i wanted to go this direction and my mom who virtually ran it my dad was just there uh was always always did it this way she always did one two three four five and i said well let's start at six and go to 12 you know if you can kind of see that and that didn't work out in the long run um that's gonna do it for this special show. I think it was fun. Wow, time flies. Yes, and Leanne and I will be back with After Hours. Uh, so stick around for that. Ms. Whippen, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, don't forget about the Painted Hill special, 15% off, and we will be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Take care. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.